Blog Talk Radio. So cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I love but, it, man. Um, but we'll, you know, we'll we'll, uh, we'll talk more about coaches. Well, at least that level of talking about coaches maybe on Tuesday. I think today is a different show. So I'm going to allow yeah, sure. you to start off because you, you were the one who said, and I was thinking it, but I didn't act on it. You were the one who said, hey, guys, you know, you guys want to do a show? And uh, here we are. And like I said, JB's going to join us uh, shortly. K-Star, unfortunately, couldn't make it. Um, so I'm going to let you start off with your thoughts on, you know, we've had a few days now, and there's been a lot in the news and a lot on, you know, so your thoughts on the whole Brian Flores uh, accusation. First, uh, I do want to say the reason why I called the show because I felt like it was it was big enough not to wait till next week. It just felt yep. it, it it felt too much to like, oh let's just wait till next. You know we we, we you know we, we can do Mondays now since uh since no Monday night football, but it just Monday just seemed too long to discuss something that that I believe at least for me you and Jay not not to say that K Star doesn't wouldn't notice it. It's just that it's not in the forefront for him. And and there's obvious reasons for that. But, you know, our brother has supported us in a, in a lot of our conversations when it comes to uh, African-American representation in, in, in the league. But for, for, I know for me and Jay, I mean, without it being said, like, without, when Brian, when Brian Forrest said it, it's like, yeah, we know. You know what I'm saying? It was it wasn't like a shocker. It was just like, yeah, we know. The shocker of it is the fact that he's chosen to do to follow in what I consider Colin Kaepernick's steps in the sense of putting his career on the line to try to see a change be made. Colin Kaepernick did it, and finally, four years later, you know, you had guys speak up. I hate it took so long. So uh, now Brian Flores steps up and he says something. And I'm sorry, you can you can even see it right now with the with the coaching highs that are that are currently ha- happening. You know what I'm saying? Still struggling, and he mean as if we don't have capable guys, you know, at coordinator position, at position coach position, at former head who who were former head coaches, you know that that don't get a shot. I think it's crazy that Brian Flores hasn't been selected for one of these teams already. You know, it does it kind of it kind of blows my mind because the results the results in Miami are are there. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I mean, it's not easy. I don't care how weak your schedule is, it still isn't easy getting a team to go seven in a row mm-hmm. on, on no mm-hmm. professional level. You know. Uh, but you know this is we can see in this league that the African Americans do not get the equal opportunity. Not no, I didn't say no opportunity. Equal. And if anybody thinks they do, I think you need to look a little bit harder. <laughs> they don't get yep. equal opportunity. They may get a opportunity. But they don't get equal opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Cully, one year. Steve Wilkes, one year. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. What the fuck am I supposed to be able to do in one year? It takes sometimes a minimum of three for people to buy in on what you're doing. 
And mm-hmm. you let this dude down in Detroit. I can't even remember the damn. Uh, give me the give me the dude's name from that was in Bill Belichick's tree down in Detroit, man. He was god awful. Uh, Matt Patricia. Yeah, thank you. Gosh, I could not get it. I, I knew it was a, a P in there somewhere. He was horrible. <laughs> now, as a Bears fan, I loved it. Because I was like, man, this dude is a horrible coach. <laughs> Magnetic is a step above him, thank God. But he's a horrible coach, but yet he had three full seasons to keep fucking it up. You know what I'm saying? The only brother at coach that I've ever seen that had a lenient opportunity to get it to 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 fix it was was Marvin Lewis. He's the only one. And so, oh, now I'm I'm it, it, I'm glad just popped on TV, coaching carousel, five no yeah five positions field. So far, none minority, four remaining, and it, 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 I mean, really. And, and y'all, and y'all, bring, and y'all, y'all feel like you guys are being fair. We bring JB on because he's sitting on hold. Right. JB, my brother, welcome to the Madden Voice. What's going on, gentlemen? Uh, stuck in what the middle of apologize, but it seems like I jumped in right at the deep end of the pool. And um, I'm, there's, there's no surprise as to why we all felt something wasn't right. I mean, that was part of my closing thoughts on, on our show Monday was directed specifically towards Brian Flores and why he hasn't gotten a job and now the smoking gun has finally come out. It's it's not a shocker, but it's just a constant reminder of where we are in today's society. Um, it, this is not just about football. This is a society issue. Uh, we'll just mm-hmm. focus on football for in sports for, for context of what we're talking about. And in train, you, you hit it right on the head. You've got coaches out here, white coaches that get Opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. I mean, T, you remember we had, uh, was it Dave Campo, three, five, and 11 seasons in a row? Really? Kept on coaching. It's that good old boy network. And and we've never asked for um, favors. We've never asked for do me a solid. We've asked for give me a fair shot like everyone else. Strip the race card aside, strip the the age aside, strip everything aside, just look at the qualities and the qualifications of that individual. That's what we've always asked for. But for whatever reason, that's never the only part of that criteria that's added in. And that's why we're still in in the year 2022 having to deal with having a Rooney rule, which I, I wish we never had to have it. I'm glad it's there, but I wish we never had to have it because it just further illustrates the fact that we have to have something in place to level a playing field that should have been level already. And like I said, it's just it's disappointing. Hopefully he doesn't end up the same route as Captain McNever coaches in the NFL again because from all accounts that I've heard, he's a very good coach. Train, you mentioned before and been talking about getting a, a head coach, you want a leader of men. And you and you and T went back and forth about offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator. You didn't care what they were, as long as they were at least a leader of men to start. That was part of the qualification. And from everything that I've heard, he seems to fit that bill. He is a leader of men. He took a Dolphins team back-to-back winning seasons and just barely missed the playoffs this year with a roster that's 
in, in some areas, devoid of talent still. So he's done a great job at being a coach. And to hear all of this stuff come out, I really hope that he's got receipts for all of this. Because if he's got some receipts, that's got to force some change right there. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what, it, what else he has in store in terms of uh, evidence that will help support his argument. So, you know, y'all, y'all know when y'all tap dance, I break dance, right? So, you know, I appreciate, <laughs> you know, both of your comments agree with everything you both said. Um, but let me, let me holler at y'all both for a minute on this. First of all, Jay mentioned the Rooney rule. Agree with you totally, my brother. 19 years. I got some, I got some stats. I got some data here, right? Chain's a data guy. JB's a data guy. And if K-Star was here, he'd be a data guy, right? And I'm a data guy. So we all data people. Rooney rule initiated 19 years ago. Three black head coaches then. There's one now. 129 vacancies, 15 hires since the Rooney Rule initiated, 15 out of 129. In a league that's, what, 70 75% black? Okay. Yep. Steve Wilkes, train mentioned this, fired after one season in Arizona, replaced by Cliff Kingsbury. And granted, Kingsbury has done a good job. This is not about him and whether or not he would or would have done a good job, but he was hired after a losing record in college to replace a black man. Did y'all see Josh McCown, front runner in Houston? Wasn't that long yep, ago? No, no coach whatsoever. Huh? No coaching experience whatsoever. None in, high, in college or pro, but he's a quarterback coach in high school and he's front runner. Josh McDaniels. Now, we know he comes from the Belichick tree. Train, you just very eloquently stated about Matt Patricia, who came from the Belichick tree, okay? Josh McDaniels, 11-17 and 17 as the Raiders head coach. Um, was head coach over in Denver. Caught cheating. Filming 49ers practices. Walked out after agreeing to take the coach head coaching job. And like I said, he's going to the Raiders. And Eric Bieniemy and Byron Leftowitz, still neither with a head coaching job. And there's more. We can go on and on and on, right? But there's a problem here that ain't going away. Colin Kaepernick kneeled and said, I am trying to demonstrate for racial oppression against black people, and this is my way of peacefully protesting, it turned into a, a huge issue and situation, and, and many people didn't like the knee, thought it was rude, thought it was disrespectful, and it took another knee on George Floyd's neck for people to wake up and said, oh, so what's it going to take now for people to say, oh, because if you think the Rooney Rule or any – any interpretation of the Rooney Rule is ever going to matter to these white multi-billionaires that, by the way, are they don't report to Robert Goodell. Robert Goodell reports to them. So I love that Brian Flores and yeah, let's let's keep it real. Unless unless um, Tomlin, Mike Tomlin, were to you know, we retire 
I think the Roonies have clearly demonstrated they don't care, right? Unless they re- unless he retires, I don't see Flores getting a job. To him for clearly jeopardizing his career to take a stance. But, you know, the bottom line is in order to effectuate change, it ain't going to happen because Terry, Commissioner T, Dr. Train, and JB got on a show and talked about it. It's going to happen because K-Star got on the show and talked about it. It's going to happen because contemporaries like him are out there saying, wow, this is a problem and we need change. And until that segment of the football world wakes up and realizes how big of an issue this is, that talented African-American candidates are not getting the recognition that they deserve, nothing's going to change. And let me say this last thing, and I thought about this long and hard, long and hard, because there was a lot of back and forth about Bill Belichick, and, and the consensus is, hey, man, Bill Belichick is connected. This isn't on him, right? And even Brian Flores said, look, I'm not trying to say that Belichick did anything wrong, but the tweet was revealing. Okay, slow down for a minute. Belichick knew that both of his previous assistants were getting interviewed. Belichick knew that one of them, he had the name screwed up, was pretty much a lock for the job, and yet the black candidate was still being interviewed. He knew this because he he texted it, thinking that he was texting the white guy, and said, oops. I fucked up. And no one is sitting there saying, wait a minute, Bill, super head coach, GOAT in head coaching, Mr. Influential with one of the most powerful owners. I mean, shit, outside of maybe Jerry Jones, is there a more powerful owner than Bob Kraft? And dare I say, maybe Bob Kraft's even more powerful. And you're his head coach for 20-plus years, and you texted congratulations to Brian D, knowing that, Brian F. was still getting interviewed and hadn't been interviewed and conceded, oops, I texted the wrong Brian. Somewhere in there, I think there's a, a bit of complicitness, of going with the program, of, yep, this is just how we do things that Belichick is a part of. Now, is it his fault or his problem? No, it's not. Why are we just sweeping that under the rug? Because if he knew that, that Brian D. was about to get the job, don't for a second think it. He didn't know Brian F., who also worked for him, had not interviewed, was about to interview. And yet everybody wants to say, oh, no, Bill Check, he, he, he's okay. I don't know that. And I think we need to dig a little deeper there. Bottom line is this, gentlemen. We're all, none of us are surprised because we're all black men and this is the country we live in. And none of us are surprised. But when does it end? When does it, when do we make, fuck ending, when do we make progress? We can say we've made project progress with quarterbacks because there was a time when someone like a Rush Limbaugh said that the black quarterback doesn't have the acumen to run an offense. Remember that? He worked for ESPN for about two weeks <laughs> and got fired because of his opinion. Well, you know what? All he did was state what was on many people's minds. Frankly, black, black quarterbacks are not smart enough to run an offense. They're smart enough to, to, 
be thrown in in a small package and run around and because they're athletic, but they can't. They don't have the intellect to run an, an offense. Well, we've changed that narrative. The NBA got it figured out. 14 of the 30 head coaches are African American. They got it figured out. When is the NFL going to shape this good old boys network mentality and figure out a way to have in place a procedure, a system, something that if the most qualified African American gets interviewed, that he gets the fucking job. And let me tell you something. On this issue, Jerry Jones is as much a part of the problem as any other head coach. Let's not get it twisted. He's a part of the same problem. I love my Cowboys, but, Jerry, you're at fault in all this too, sir. You know, T, you know, it was good. It was good to see, you know, there were four GM spots open. Two of them got yep. filled by Africaner. And I was I was very great. I was I was happy to know that Chicago was one of them. Minnesota is, is the other. And we actually interviewed the guy that uh got hired in Minnesota. What I did like is when Chicago started their interview process for the GM, man, they had a lot of brothers on that list. I mean a lot more brothers on that list than they have than they had than than they had their their, their white counterparts. And eventually they went with the dude, you know, went with Ryan Poles. Um, so, from the executive perspective, which is also one of, which is also a major arena uh, when it comes to building a football team. I mean, you need to see it there, also. Uh, so it was good to go fifty percent on the two on the four openings that was there. But uh, of course, you you would like to see, you would definitely like to see see more. But with the coaching, it's just absolutely, it's just absolutely egregious. And the part that, part that, that 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 bugs me, I don't know if the most or just even more, is that when they do get him in there, when Cully was in there, when Wills was in there, you know, damn, can they get their three years? Yeah. Can can they at least get their three years? I mean. Cully went into a situation where the star quarterback didn't even want to play. And the team started off tough, but then Tyrod gets injured. <laughs> and they start to go through a few injuries. You know, before the – I mean, the, the whole situation was messed up. You know, Trey, when you look at Will oh, – Go ahead. Now, I was just going to say, you, you know – when you look at it, we've got Mike Tomlin, who in 15 years has not had a losing season. His record mm-hmm. is Belichickian. And that's what it takes for a black head coach to keep his job. You've got to be a Mike Tomlin. You've got to be and, – and doesn't that sound familiar? Isn't that what our parents and grandparents and uncles yeah. and aunties told us, hey, Hey, uh, you know, little Dr. Train, hey, little JB, hey, little Commissioner T, if you're going to be successful in this world, in this country, you can't be as good as your white counterpart. you got to be better. you got to outperform be them if you're going to. Isn't this what we were raised here? I know me and Jay were. I'm pretty sure Train you were, right? And oh, yeah. we are literally that in the NFL. If you're not Mike Tomlin, hang on. You ain't going to be in your job long. Yeah, 100% agree. And and with Tomlin, it's really 
because he was with the roomies. If if Tomlin was trying this with with the Bengals, the Browns, or, or the Ravens for that matter, I don't know if we could be saying the same tune that we're saying right now. I I hope folks like the the Robert Smiths of the world that are black billionaires, especially with the Broncos being up for sale, buy it buy a buy an NFL franchise. You've got the the resources to do it. There's there's educated, smart enough folks that can help run a business model for you to make sure that the franchise operates and and and, and continue to stay. There's there's obviously coaches out there that can get into the heads of these football players and coach them up. There's talented football players out there that can bring you a, a great product on the field. I agree, Train, we need coaches. We need GMs, but we need owners too. We need owners because right now, and until you said it, and this is what made me think about it, Goodell reports to the owners, not the owners reporting to Goodell. So if we start to change some heads as owners, maybe then we'll see some change too. But we got to get in there somehow with these teams that are up for sale. We got to put our names in there, and, and, and we got we got to get some ownership in there. Get a TMV investment group together. Dr. Train got that long money. I can throw a few dollars in. <laughs> uh, we get that Dr. Yeah, TMV that money. money. <laughs> We're going to need some real investors. You know, if the TMV investment group, we go in there and buy the Broncos. But, JB, you, you, you're right. It's a shame, though, that because, right, because the owners – the good old boy network, they, they're, they're going to hear all this. I mean, you, you heard NFL came right out and said without merit, right? The, the owners that were accused came out and said it's all false. We're hearing about being, you know, incentives paid to try to tank games so we can get a better draft pick. Like, are you serious? Do you know how deep that runs? Like, like for real, you know? And, and so, like, in order to, you know, the, there, there is no one in position to change this because there's, the owners can do what they want. And the fan yeah. base, remember when Kaepernick kneeled and the, the NFL started to do things like, you know, um, allow, allow people to, to stay in the locker rooms and all of that stuff, and there were fans that were like, I'm never going to watch football again. And, and, you know, like there was this big uproar. And, well, I'm not going to patronize this sport because – you know, they're allowing Kaepernick to kneel and they're supporting, you know, people's right to stay in the locker room and not be a part of the national anthem. And if that's how the NFL wants to handle it, then I'll give up the NFL. Yeah, how'd that work out? The NFL had more popularity this year than ever, than ever. So all of this talk about the fans are in control and, and the fans aren't going to do squat. <laughs> they're not going to – I laugh when people say they're going to boycott their team. I'm going to boycott my team for X, Y, Z reason. Yeah, that, that'll get you in about week two. <laughs> and then you're right back watching the games, sitting at the sports bar, wearing your freaking jersey, going to the tattoo parlor and getting your tattoo on, your, on the back of your neck because football is our most popular sport. And no one cares enough to, to go to that level. So we can't do anything about it. The owners are making money hand over fist, including our very owner, so they can't do anything about it. There's no, there's no um, 
um, there's no mechanism other than other than Brian Flores to take this to court to see if there's something the legal system can do. But what at the end of the day, what are they gonna do? What? Okay, there could be a settlement. Okay, we'll give you a million dollars. Here you go. Um, you know, we, we believe that you should have been hired. You weren't hired. You would have made uh, 15 million if you were hired. We'll, we'll settle and give you eight. Go away. That's what's going to happen. And we're going to be sitting here next year and the year after saying, well, um, how many black uh, head coaches do we have now? Uh, one. <laughs> like, it, that's what's depressing to me is there's no solution. That's what's depressing. What is the solution? And I don't like having this major of a problem without a clear path to how do we fix it? Because I have no faith that the owners are going to do anything about it. None. Zero. Including Jerry Jones. Zero faith. So it's going to be a great yeah. news and we'll out on the show. And at the end of the day, nothing's going to change. And that's the sad part about it. That's the country we live in. Congratulations. And, 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 and that's, that's and that right there is is a, is a probably the most depressing point. See, is that um, if true change, like absolute true change, was to happen, it would be in the hearts of the owners of the teams to allow their team to hire the best candidates, regardless of of race and color. But that's that's not what happened. I mean, and. The, the the one last example I'd love to hit on for these hard. There's no way a brother can do what Josh McDaniels did and get a shot at his coaching position. There's no way. You no. You, you you fail the first time around and then you literally you literally was hired and then just walked walk walked away from the job. After even putting together a coaching, the reason why Ibra Foose ended up being their defensive coordinator in Indianapolis is because he was supposed to be a part of Josh McDaniel's staff. And, and now and look at Ibra Foose. Yeah. Where, where is he at right now, Train? Ibra Foose is our is our head coach. He was hired. He was hired Thank as the new Bears coach. Exactly. Exactly. And, because and, and I'm, not I'm glad about that. Uberflutes is a good coach, right? Like mm-hmm. any of these guys that get jobs, it's not their fault. You know, hey, if the Texans hire Josh McCown with no experience, it's not his fault. He threw his name in the hat and got the job. Good for him. But there's a problem when you have a black candidate who has success and he doesn't get the job, any of these jobs. That's what these people got to understand. It's not about the white guy that gets the job. We're not mad at him. We're mad at the process that doesn't allow the qualified black candidate to get the job. Sure. Well, on, on top of that, with what Train was saying, uh, well, T, you had said it, we have to work twice as hard just to maintain. And given that Josh McDaniel's example, if we do half of what they do wrong, we get hit twice as hard with the penalty. So you, you think about it, stabbed with a double-edged sword. So the 32 owners, their their minds and hearts, good luck with that change because the older you get, the more etched in stone you become. And we all know how old these folks are. I mean, I hate to be morbid, but I think the only time we're going to have change is when 
they pass on and, and the team goes up for sale if it's not um, given down to the heirs of, of the throne, uh, for lack of a better term. But there's at every possible opportunity when a team comes up for sale, i.e. the Broncos, we have to figure out a way to get our name in the hat. I'm looking at, I just decided to jump on Wikipedia, look at the 2021 billionaires, the, the Robert Smiths of the world, net worth $5 billion. David Stewart, $4 billion. Oprah, $2.7. Kanye West, $1.8. MJ, $1.6. Jay-Z, $1.4. Tyler Perry, a billion. I mean, there's, there's money out there if, and, and we know these folks know each other. If they were to collaborate. Hey, hey, hey Jay. Just mm-hmm. me, Kanye, please. Let's get Kanye West. Okay, but go ahead. Continue. Oh, well, well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, I, I missed my spot. You're right. We'll, we'll, we'll bypass him. But everybody else stays on that list. If yeah. they were to pull their money together, we're talking, let's do the quick math. We got nine. We got 10.6. We got uh, 12. We got 13 billion dollars and if we threw uh alex cart who um i think his mother was jamaican and then rihanna in there that's another 4.7 billion on top of that so there's money out there collectively for minorities for for blacks specifically to be able to say we have the funds where we can purchase this team and that's when change is going to happen is when we can wiggle our way into however we can do it, but become one of those 32 owners. Just like we had with Doug Williams being the first black quarterback to win a Super Bowl, thank God he's not the last one. Just like in basketball when, when John Thompson was the first black coach to win the NCAA championship, thank God he's not the last one. As soon as we get a black owner in there, thank God he or she won't be the last one. But unfortunately, I really feel in my gut that's the only time this is going to change. Because these 32 owners right now, they are collectively getting together in their own little whole areas, praying to God that it stays the way it is. That whole white privilege that we've talked about in the past, that thing is real. That is real. And it gets heightened and magnified when you start condensing it into smaller groups with larger pools of money. So I really do yeah. pray to change, but we got to get the owners in there first to um, minority owners in there to start facilitating the change before we can really start to see anything happen. Yep. So great point. Two thoughts come to mind. One, can you imagine if Michael Jordan, arguably one of the most still influential names in all of sports, partnered up with Oprah Winfrey? one of the most influential names in all of media, both multi-billionaires, and acquired an NFL team. Can you imagine what they would be able to do to black men? And they happen to be good friends in real life because the Chicago, she did her show in Chicago, and, you know, so they're actually good friends in real life. But can you imagine that would be a dream scenario, bring it to the NFL? First of all, do you think the, the – 31 other owners who have to approve are going to tell Oprah and Michael Jordan no. <laughs> yeah, good luck. They'll get a team. And can you imagine how they could effectuate change? And here's the other thing, since I'm dreaming, right? We're dreaming, right? Let's dream, right? If, if, if I wasn't still, you know, even though, yeah, I, I, yeah I, let me not even go there because I was about to say something and then I realized it's during the day, so let me stop. But um, at some point I will have a scotch in my hand. I'll just leave it at that. But can you imagine? If 
Jerry Jones and Robert Kraft, who are good friends in real life, okay, just, just, just putting that out there, got together and said, you know, Bob, yeah, Jerry, this whole black even our league that we love so much, a black eye, no pun intended, it's making us look really bad on many levels. I think you and I need to step up and do something about it. Frankly, it's just not good for business. And whatever else that they might say behind closed doors with, you know, a bottle of, of Louis the Fifth in their hand, right? Like whatever they might say. But can you imagine if those two, I'm not just talking about any owner. I'm talking about Dan Snyder or Arthur Blanket. No, no, no. I'm talking about clearly head and shoulders above any other owners in the league, the most powerful owners, maybe in all of sports, but definitely in the NFL. Can you imagine while I'm dreaming here, if they got together, Jerry Jones back in the 90s said, hey, um, why are we stuck with marketing based on what the NFL wants? If I want to go out and, and do a contract with Pepsi, why do I have to get NFL approval? And guess what Jerry Jones did? I'm going to go out and get a contract and do shit with Pepsi. Now look at where we are 30 years later. Totally different world. And, and, and the NFL is profiting $10 billion a year from it. And it all started with Jerry Jones saying, no, I'm going to buck the system. And there's plenty of things Jerry did. And I, this is not a, a Jerry Jones commercial. But if two, and if it's not Jerry and Bob Kraft, then fine. Arthur Blank and somebody like, but if two prominent NFL owners that are considered part of the problem and part of the good old boys network actually woke up and teamed up and said, we are going to create an owner's DE&I, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee. We are going to work with the Players Association. We are going to work with Robert Goodell, and we're going to come with something that we can get the owners to buy into to try to somehow or another make it in their best interest to be more intentional around the hiring process for head coaches, particularly when it comes to evaluating the qualifications of African-American talent. If they got up and did that, oh, we'd see some change. Now, I think it's more likely that Michael Jordan and Oprah Winfrey partner up and buy an NFL team than it is that Jerry Jones, Robert Kraft, Arthur Blinker, Dan Snyder step up and say, here's what we're going to do. I don't believe that's ever going to happen. But I was dreaming for a minute, so work with me. Yeah, yep. I like the dream, and, and I, I need to correct myself. It's really 31 owners. Green Bay is owned by the, the people of um, Green Bay. So, but I, I love the dream. I'm a dream right there with you. And you just never know. Maybe, just maybe this this fan that, that Flores is taking will have tentacles that spread out and start to tap the shoulders of folks like an Oprah, folks like an MJ and make them really start to think about what if we partner up and buy a team? So I like the dream. I'm going to live it. I'm going to live it. Never know. We might be the ones on this show partnering up, buying a team. So I'm going to live that dream too. Hey, man, I'll tell you what. If I would ever hit one of those mega, mega millions of Powerball, like the big, you know, that – there hasn't been a winner in seven months, so it's like, you know, $850 million. Now, I know $850 million today in the NFL ain't enough, but it's certainly enough to get an investment group started. It's certainly enough to say, I'll put $500 million in, 
need, you know, $3 billion to, ter- to purchase this team. I'll start it out with $500 million. Who wants in? Yeah, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be right in line to say I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to go get an NFL team. I'm going to get some You're people, damn. you know, got some money. Let's do this. You're damn right. You never know what can happen next. Uh, I mean, technically, is for two and what two point two seven five billion. I think the Broncos are talking about a little over four billion, but you just never know. So, um, yeah, right there with you, bro. Yes, sir. All right. Well, listen. I know it's a work day, and you know, nice to take a little lunch break. Um, talk about this very important topic. Thank you for Dr. Train for suggesting this. I think it's important. Um, and we're going to keep the conversation going. Let's monitor what's going on in the news. We'll be back on uh, hopefully Monday night. I like that Monday night thing. Um, we'll talk about the latest in that, the latest in head coach hirings, and, um, and you know, make our picks for uh, uh, the Super Bowl. So Monday night should be a great show. So um, anything else, Dr. Train or JB, on this topic? Or anything, actually. <laughs> um. No, I think I, I you know, I'll, I'll, uh, the reason for for having the the the, the call today or the show today, you know, was met. Kind of wanted to just get it out, get it out. I ain't feel like holding this all the way till Monday, you know. Um, uh, the unfortunate, likely scenario is to see Brian Flores not coaching the NFL, and that will be robbing our our young men. Uh, of the opportunity to be coached by um, someone like Brian Forrest with his skill set and with his ability to just lead young men, let alone lead a team to victory, but just lead young men, period. You know, that's um, that's a that's a loss in itself. That's, that's not really being uh, probably seen by a lot of people. Uh, so uh, just the change may come, but it always feels like it's, it comes much later than it should. Yeah, well said. JB, anything to add? I'm going to keep hanging my hat on change. Change is always for the better as far as I'm concerned. Um, we do have one technically a minority owner, the Jaguar, Jacksonville Jaguars with Shad Khan. Um, but we need we need black owners in there now. We need we need minorities, African Americans, male, female, it doesn't matter. We need those folks have a skin in the game so that change can be made, so that we do see sacrifices being made and it's not just for not it's not just something that comes and goes, it's something that sticks. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing how everything pans out and really talking about it some more. It's just um Frustrated and disappointed that in 2022 we still have to talk about it, but until things change, it's still going to be a topic of the discussion. Very true. Well, we'll keep the conversation going on our end and pray that something positive comes from all this. As much as I, I hate to, I hate the thought that Brian Flores just, just, you know, you know, uh, put a bullet in his career, but I mean. You know, The Rock owns the USFL. Maybe he ends up there for a year, you know, and, and, and you know, who knows? And I, and, I, and I don't mean that in a sad way, but I mean, you know, it's just, it's, 
man. I I I just hope that whatever teams are left, that someone has the balls to say, well, hey, I know he's still in the league. I could care less. He's a good damn coach, and we want him. Because he was still being considered. I know that one team hired Doug Peterson, and, you know, I, I get it. But I just hope that he can still get a job in the NFL as a head coach. He's earned it. But I fear that that's just not going to happen. So, well, Dr. Train, the JB, we hang up on a somber note. We'll be back Monday. We'll try to pick the beat back up. We'll touch on this a little bit. We'll touch on the coaching carousel. We'll touch on, you know, some, some, some things in the league, maybe the Pro Bowl if it's worth it. But most importantly, we're going to gear up for the Super Bowl because at the end of the day, the reason all of this is news is because we all care about the NFL. We care about the league. It's very important to us, and that's why we do what we do, and we will continue to do this Monday night, 9 o'clock. Check us out. So for Dr. Train and for JP, I wish everyone a great weekend. We'll catch you Monday night. Peace.